Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amiibos. And we are back. Another week of the Amiibos podcast. I'm one third of the trio called the Amiibos. I'm your host, Damon, here, along with my brothers. Jeremy 85 Jeremy, how are we feeling, fellas, on this fine, wonderful afternoon? Man, it, what's going I'm on? I'm not sure why you all of a sudden at the end of your intro is always turning to Carlton Banks. Fine, young gentlemen, wonderful afternoon. Blah blah blah. <laughs> I'm doing great. Hey, <laughs> I feel like you're hating on my on me being dignified. Hey, man. And, hey, you, and addressing you, you guys you, if as you want to go the gentlemen uh, that you are. If you want to go Ben Carson, you know, go ahead, go ahead and make it happen, man. I don't know, you know, but uh, now, now you're just getting outraged. <laughs> but I'm doing good, man. I got a. Uh, I got a uh, another great week of, of uh, uh, topics to talk about. Uh, we had a birthday party for the kid for for Zoe this weekend. Appreciate y'all all mm-hmm. coming. Uh, y'all multiple yeah, hours away, even though Damon, you still live basically in Atlanta, still a couple hours away, especially with the traffic. Uh, so, man, it was yeah. uh, it's an adventurous weekend, man. But I was happy. Yeah, it was a fun weekend. Definitely uh, hanging out with the girls, hanging out in Lawrenceville. Like Jared said, I'm I'm on the west side of. Atlanta and Jared's on like the far east side. I'm on the far west side. So however that however that happened, it happened. So even though we're well, in Atlanta, East Coast, we're West still, Coast beef. Yeah, it's pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, okay. uh yeah, good time. But Jeremy, we we saw you this weekend as well. You were you were yeah, around, man. you were in the city. Yeah, man. We, we didn't get to hit the streets, but you know. I had to hit the way too much work to finish up. You know, it's pretty bad when Damon and I are sitting around on a Saturday at a birthday party, a princess birthday party, doing uh, computer work. So, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things, man. Sometimes you got to get some things done. Um, good yeah. time, though. Better time than some people. I know one of my uh, coworkers had a, a bet on uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, over 33 uh, yards rushing. He had 42. And in the last three kneel downs, he lost 15 yards. So, uh, are you serious? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so he, he was definitely very upset with that. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you those prop bets on individual stats is rough. Yeah. But anyway, we got a we got a, a sick show for you guys tonight. Obviously, a lot to talk about. Super Bowl was this past Sunday, um, as well as some NBA topics. So let's let's start with the Super Bowl. Uh, the Niners struck a 10 point lead in the fourth quarter. And that leads to the chief, the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Um, let's start about. Let's start with um, who's the blame or who's to credit for this win from the Chiefs? Do we credit Mahomes? Um, the the second topic I want you guys to discuss is uh, did Mahomes just did, did did Mahomes if I can speak did Mahomes um, earn the MVP at the end of the game? I don't know why I couldn't get that out, but yeah, let's talk about that. Let's start with Jeremy. Uh, what do you think about Mahomes' performance, and what do you think was the downfall of the uh, 49ers in the fourth quarter? I thought Patrick Mahomes, for a vast majority of the game, was pretty bad. Uh, he was inaccurate. I thought there was a lot of situations where guys were having to make more difficult catches than they needed to. Um, and I didn't think he was really special for the majority of the game. Um, in the fourth quarter, after he threw that pick, and after they gave them the ball back, um, he got something going, mainly on that third and 15 where he where 
um, Tyreek Hill got wide open. He threw a pass down the field. Um, I think Tyreek Hill way for a fair, fair catch. Um, and they ended up gaining 44 yards on it that. It absolutely was a punt. Uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, an, another um, prop bet uh, fiasco. On that play, he gained 44 yards. The over-under for the longest play by Patrick Mahomes was 45 and a half. So, yeah, if you had the over on that, you lost as well. Uh, but, um, yeah, it was a it was a good drive. Um, they had some good play calls that down the stretch and made some plays happen. Um, overall, I'm going to blame this game on one person. That person is Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm sorry. I figured it out. It was not. You know, everybody talks about, man, he gave Jimmy Garoppolo away for a second rounder. No, he didn't. You know what it is? Bill Belichick has a heart, and he has uh, an affinity for Mike Shanahan, and he didn't want to pretty much take two first rounders to give him Jimmy G and only figure out he's a dud. At this point in time, I don't know if Jimmy G was worth a second rounder. He might have been worth a fourth. He looks absolutely terrible. Um, I've never seen a guy miss so many passes by so long. He's throwing 10-yard outs and missing about three yards. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's one of those things of where Jimmy G can't play quarterback. Um, I don't know if he'll ever be able to play quarterback. They paid him way too much money. And now the 49ers are going to be sorry next year because they're going to have the Super Bowl hangover. So um, whenever it comes to a Super Bowl, if my team's not in it, you will generally find me cheering for the AFC team because I know the team that loses will likely be sorry the next year. That's one less team we have to beat in order to get to the Super Bowl. So congratulations, 49ers. I'll see you in a couple years. Um, At the end of the day, though, um, I know a lot of people are talking about, oh, man, Kyle Shanahan choked the game away. What is he doing throwing the ball? (laughs) I had no issue with the way Kyle Shanahan called the game, except for him not taking the timeout and running the clock at the end of the first half. Um, Jimmy, I, I don't quarter, think that's fair for you to judge Jimmy G off his Super Bowl performance when he had an incredible year. The la- the the previous eighteen, seventeen, eighteen games, however many. Mm, like, no, he come didn't. on, man. Damn, damn. He threw an interception against the Vikings, and in their next two, the rest of that game, and then all of the game against the Forty ers or not against the the Packers. They ran 86 more plays. Kyle Shanahan called 72 of them as run plays. That tells you what he thinks about Jimmy Garoppolo. Overall, when Jimmy Garoppolo he's is a game winning, controller, he's not. He's he's he, that's not his job. It's not his job to throw to, to throw like Breeze. Like just you can't say, oh well, you know, I'm going to discredit him in the Super Bowl, and I'm going to back be that up by, by talking about one game against the Vikings where he threw a pick because Damon, Shanahan be decided honest. to run the whole game. That's, that's I'm not. not I'm not sure he. I, I, I'm not gonna say that. I am sure. I'm pretty sure that Taysom Hill or or Teddy Bridgewater would have won that game for the 49ers um, on Sunday. Um, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is a top twenty you quarterback. Of course, you football. think that because they're Saints. So I mean, no, because because to be honest, I don't want Teddy Bridgewater to be my quarterback. I, I got everybody's like, oh yeah, won't you guys keep Teddy Bridgewater? I, don't, I think Teddy Bridgewater is pretty good. He's not gonna make mistakes, but I don't think he's a game changer. So I don't want him to be our quarterback, but. I know for sure he's going to hit open receivers when they get when they get open. I know for sure he's not going to overthrow um, Emmanuel Sanders with the Super Bowl on the line by six yards. Uh, I mean, you know how hard it is to overthrow Emmanuel Sanders? The guy runs like a four two forty, and he missed about six yards. Jimmy, Ooh, I don't know, and you don't know either because you never thrown an NFL football and never thrown an NFL game. But I've, so but I've watched I've watched Teddy Bridgewater throw NFL football. And he throws it way better than than, than sure. Jimmy Garoppolo. If you, um, if you switched out Teddy Teddy Bridgewater and, and, and Jimmy G, the 49ers aren't in the, in the Super Bowl. 
Yes, they are. They, are. they, they, they made the Super Bowl despite or no, in spite of, of Jimmy Garoppolo. He was terrible all season. He had like two good games the whole season. No, here's the thing. Like, like Jared, it, I don't. I don't I, that's not here, true. Here's the thing. I don't think they're in the Super Bowl with with Teddy Bridgewater all season. I think they're in the Super Bowl. Teddy Bridgewater played the playoffs because he did nothing in the playoffs. But he did have to come out, come back, put up forty something points versus um, versus um, the Saints. The Saints, and then oh yeah, yeah. About that game, they had about two hundred yards rushing. They had a wide receiver touchdown pass. There was a play where they didn't call pass interference, where the freaking Emmanuel Sanders stiff on the receiver to the ground, the defender to the ground, and then caught a touchdown pass. There, there was a, a fullback option play. They got a touchdown. I mean, how the plays they ran in that game? It was like I said. I came in here the next day and said it was it was a strictly uh, it was a strictly um, game plan of, of scheme. Uh, little Giants gadget plays that got got them win. He didn't play great in that game. It is pretty much. Gave him a bunch of wide open receivers off of trick plays. Um, overall, I personally think they looked better last year when they had, um, or not, not the team as a whole, but I think the quarterback play looked better when they had um, Nick what's the guy's name? Who's who's? Yeah, yeah. Dennis, is that the one that, whose brother just died? No, he, he the one's brother that was terrible. C.J. Beathard. You're talking Nick Mullins who started. Yeah, from, yeah, Nick Mullins. Yeah, yeah. Nick was the one from Southern Miss, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it, I thought he looked better at quarterback than, than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they completely overpaid, um, and I think he's going to come back to bite him. Two terrible quarterbacks got overpaid in that division. So let's let, All right, let Jerry, me actually get into this? this. First and foremost, the person to blame the most is Kyle Shanahan. And the reason why it's Kyle Shanahan is because you got to know your personnel. That's a part of – I mean, I can go and I – you know, as you guys know, I reference on here. If I go play basketball at LA Fitness – and there's a guy on the team who can't shoot but always likes to shoot, and I drive and I kick it to him for an open three. You know what? You know whose problem that – if the game is 11-11, is we're going to 12. If I know he likes to shoot but he can't shoot, that's on me. You got to know your personnel, and that's the problem. You go all speed. Yeah, I'm not going to cut you off, but I, I just want to ask you one question. So with that being said, when LeBron James passed the ball to, uh, to, to uh, George Hill – and he didn't make his free throws. That's on LeBron for not knowing his personnel who's gonna choke. First off, how you choking is not a uh, oh I know this person gonna choke because he'd never been in the situation. George Hill hadn't. Secondly, George Hill was he had a layup and he got tackled, so you can't expect he's gonna get tackled. Two, he's an eighty-seven percent free throw shooter, so putting him on the free throw line is knowing your personnel. With that being said, though, Kyle Shanahan knew all right, you got a quarterback who you haven't relied on to throw the ball all season. You get a lead, and here's the thing. This is why this is why I blame it. If you look at the way that Kyle Shanahan coached at the end of the half, he coached conservatively because he knew what his quarterback. He knew his limitations. He was like, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a 10-10 tie at halftime and just go into the, the half knowing my personnel." And what ends up happening? Comes up, he gets a ten point lead, and then he gets super aggressive for no reason. I mean, well, he didn't get aggressive though. He did. He the rest of the game after after Pat Mahomes threw the second interception, which gave them a ten point lead. They had eight plays on offense the, the rest of that way. He threw the ball five times. So, and, and the reason there was only eight plays is because Jimmy G kept throwing the completions. Uh, and that doesn't. Well, no, no, he threw first down. He threw first down on play action. Then they, then they ran the ball. Uh huh. 
Then so they got five. They got five yards. Then Jimmy G throws an incompletion. So th- at that point, oh no no, didn't Jimmy G took a sack? He took a two yard loss on a sack. So if you take a sack there, you can't run on third down. You have to throw the ball. Here's right? the thing though, you should have thrown. You shouldn't have run. You you should have run the ball on second after you got five yards. You should have kept Debo Samuel involved. He had zero touches the rest of the way. Like at the, at the end of the day, you can't. It's it's like this. That team, if they were going to win the Super Bowl, Jimmy Garoppolo was going to need to be their Trent Dilfer. He was not going to need to – he didn't need to be their Patrick Mahomes because you knew if you got into a battle of Patrick Mahomes versus Jimmy G, well, Jimmy G doesn't stand a chance. So That's not necessarily true because I saw Nick Foles beat Tom Brady. But here's the thing. Um, Jimmy G is not Nick Foles. Like, Nick Foles, as much as we – all Nick, It's terrible. No, Nick Foles, Nick Foles has the tree ability. Like – when I, when, by that, I mean this. Nick, we've seen Nick Foles go a season with 27 touchdowns and two picks. Like, Nick Foles has the ability to get extremely hot over periods of time. We haven't seen that out, out of Garoppolo. And so the thought process of me is you should have kept the ball on the ground, should have kept Debo Samuel in the game with, with a lot more runs. And then if that doesn't work, eventually you throw it on third and long. But you, you, you have to at least make them stop the run. Even at the end of the game, Tyron Matthews said he was glad they stopped running the ball because they had, they had trouble stopping him. So I'm going to blame that. Secondly, on Patrick Mahomes' MVP, I've never seen a player get more credit for throwing to wide-open receivers in my life. That game, Patrick Mahomes was awful. And it reminded me of uh, the Cam Newton National Championship game versus Oregon, where everybody like was like, oh, is that the greatest season of all time? But people just ignored he was a disaster that entire game. If it wasn't for Michael Dyer, the freshman running back, carrying him the entire game, they would have lost that game to Oregon. He played awful. I want to say he had 100 and change. And this game, you had Mahomes, who he had a great drive first quarter to get the touchdown to go up, to go up 7-3. Then Jimmy G throws an interception with his eyes closed. And I know that probably sounds like I'm, it's hyperbole. It's not. Look at the video. He threw an interception with his eyes closed. After that happened, he uh you you looked at Mahomes, he had another chance to to drive down the field, only gets a field goal. Got like 10, 10 yards. Gets no more points in the second half or in the first half. Gets to halftime, comes back out, throws two interceptions to start, gets them into a huge deficit. The only thing that bailed him out was the defense after they got down 20 to 10, defense didn't allow another point. And the defense kept them in check because of Kyle Shanahan's concern, uh, aggressive play calling with, with uh, Garoppolo throwing it. I think if you looked at the plays, there, there was one third and 18 or third and 15 that, that was basically a punt return Jeremy referenced earlier. But the second and 15 play, Tyreek Hill's wide open. He throws him in the dirt. Uh, you, you looked at – he threw, I thought, one pass that I would have said was a great pass, which you mentioned was the Sammy Watkins um, throw over the top where Sammy Watkins is inside leverage and then stacks uh, – Richard Sherman and gets to the to, to the boundary has about five yards of space. Outside of that play, he he he, he didn't throw a, what I thought was a great ball. I didn't think he completed one ball that. Jared, game. yeah, go ahead. Let me, let me let me ask you a question. Um, I'm just gonna call out some random time where there was this one team that was down sixteen to zero going into the fourth quarter, and the other team and, and their defense held the other team scoreless, and then they end up coming back and winning in overtime. And you came in and said that guy. Was super clutch for coming through. One, it wasn't. Just, it wasn't the fourth quarter. It was sixteen. It was sixteen nothing in the beginning of the third. So that's okay. not the case. Secondly, 
I, if you looked at that game, the uh, I, I can't I can't say it was because they were down 16-0 because of Deshaun. They were down 16-0 because um, what, what's his name? Uh, Hopkins fumbled a ball on a, a completion in the first half. They they uh, he got sacked. I want to say seven times in the game. This is a game where Mahomes what it was, he he was pressured. He was rarely sacked. He got pressured uh, with the four man rush finally, and he was just inaccurate. I uh, I think if you're looking at the games realistically, you have to look at it and say, all right. I just want to make sure I'm. I just want to make sure I'm clear. You you're saying the guy had zero points through a half and it had nothing to do with him. No, I said I didn't think he played. First off, he had the he had the ball three times in the first half because the other team had the time of possession that long. So when you say oh, he had he had zero at half, he he had zero in three possessions. Secondly, one of those possessions they fumbled the ball. So you really had it in two possessions. So I I don't think that's a oh well the quarterback was just making all these mistakes. I thought it was a situation where in reality he he didn't play particularly well, but he, his team didn't play well around him. This game uh, was Mahomes had guys that were open. He was just missing. Um, and so ultimately, I mean, you, the quarterbacks usually get MVPs. I thought it was pretty bad though. I thought it should have probably gone to Tyreek Hill. He had 110 yards, and a lot of those plays he was wide open in. Um, so I thought that that's where my vote would have gone. I have to disagree with you guys. Um, quite honestly, Patrick Mahomes is the reason why they're there, along with some other pieces. But if we were going to go percentage-wise, who's the main guy that's – Percentage-wise, I'd give Mahomes the lead, but it's probably at 25% is max. Mahomes. Like here, here's, my thing. So here's my thing about Mahomes. Absolutely. Mahomes, could, Mahomes could be the greatest quarterback to ever play football. He could. He has all the talent in the world. However, before I'm willing to give him all his credit, I got to see him do it without having the greatest core of talent around him in the history of football. Like the, the, let me tell you what I would compare this to, and hopefully, and I think he's better. I, I mean, I think he's clearly better. But you remember when everybody thought Dante Culpepper was really good when he had Randy Moss and Chris Carter? Really good. They were calling him a Hall of Famer. Everybody's like, yeah. Like, everybody, everybody thought he was the greatest. And then at some point, he didn't have two Hall of Fame receivers and a Pro Bowl running back. And it was like, oh, man. Well, what does Dante Culpepper look like in Miami? Like, at the end of the day, I'm not saying that's Patrick Mahomes, but. But you're only as good as the people around you in team sports, guys. Here, that's, that's, that's not true. That's it not true. true. I saw, I saw, I saw true. Drew Brees throw for 5,000 yards with, Lay, yeah, with Lance Jimmy, Morris. Let's no not go down this road saying that Drew Brees has always had, like, that doesn't have Michael Thomas, like a, a premier receiver. I'm glad you brought like, up Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is the first Pro Bowl receiver Drew Brees has ever played with. Jeremy. In his entire career. Uh, the he, very he first. Had, he was Jimmy Graham, Jimmy, he was his main He's a tight end. He's a tight end. So – doesn't matter. He's still oh, receiver. No, he's, still no, he's not. Ball. Okay, so he's the first wide receiver Pro Bowler that Drew, that Drew Brees has ever had in his career. In, in Vince Jackson. Yeah, that doesn't Vince mean that he Jackson hasn't had a, on the a great offensive line. It doesn't mean he doesn't have targets. Like, come on. Stop trying to act like Brees over there doing it by himself. Like, I ain't got nobody to throw to. What team in the history of football has had Sammy Watkins as their fourth best receiver? Their Sammy isn't, isn't their fourth best. He's probably their third best, but. Yeah. He's probably their four best, four, four best sure, receiver. Who's better than Sammy, Sammy Watkins besides Kelsey and, and, and Hill? Uh, You could throw in McCall Hartman. No, he's not. Sammy's- I mean, at the end of the day, what I'm, saying is, what I'm saying is this. I saw Drew Brees throw for over 5,000 yards with Lance Moore as no more receiver. Like, I'm not trying to say that you can win a Super Bowl without having else, talent man? around you. And who else? Uh, I don't think anybody else was on that team. Mar- Marcus Colson was on that whole team. 5,000 yards that season? 
No, I think like Robert Meacham and Devery Henderson, maybe. Like it was it was no nobody who was a bit close to a Pro Bowl. Um overall, I think he's I mean, I'm not trying to take anything away from Patrick Holmes. I think Patrick Holmes is great. I'm not trying to take anything away. Yeah, but, you pretty much compare him to Breeze. No, I, I compare I compare No, I'm not comparing compare, I'll compare him to Steph Curry. He's Steph Curry. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, Patrick I Mahomes is Steph Curry? Yes. Yeah, I think it's very good. You think I, he's I, better I, than Steph Curry? I made that comparison. No, he's not better than Steph Curry. He's got to get more rings before you start comparing him to Steph Curry. But what I'm saying is the talent of what, Steph Curry in football related to how people Steph are saying he's the most talented quarterback in the history of the football. That's what we're talking about. People are saying that he's the best quarterback ever. No, we're talking about that he deserved the MVP. Here, here, oh, yeah, he's de- he, he definitely deserved the MVP. I'm talking to the to the people that are out there saying that Patrick Mahomes is already a top 10 quarterback of all time. Come and on, he's poss- man. He's possibly going to be Come Michael on, Jordan nobody, football. Nobody's saying people that. People are saying that. Damon, there, there was a topic this morning on uh, first things first was how close is Patrick Mahomes to being the Michael Jordan of football? Oh my God! Okay, we're gonna we're gonna move and on that, from this that, topic. One last thing, that's what I'm talking wait, to. Wait. I'm not talking to an MVP. Wait, this, <laughs> this is what I want to say though. Patrick Mahomes, the the closest thing I've seen to Patrick Mahomes is Kurt Warner, and as the hey, my first what? when I say closest thing I've seen to Mahomes is Kurt Warner is Kurt Warner came into the league his first season he won a Super Bowl, and the reason was it was he had Torrey Holt, Isaac Bruce. Marshall Falk, Oz Hakeem, Mike Martz as his coach, as his quarterback coach or offensive coordinator. And that's the, the closest comparison I can say from Mahomes because he's in reality, he's he's dealing with an advantage that, that nobody else has really had. Where you have a guy in Andy Reid who every coach, every quarterback he's ever had has looked significantly better under him. Michael Vick finished second for MVP behind uh, under under Andy Reid. And uh, and obviously Vic is a monster, which we saw in the thirty for thirty. But he's made every you you look at every quarterback he's had. You look at this year, even when Mahomes missed time, Matt Moore was a ninth grade football coach in high school. He came in and averaged twenty seven points per game this year in the games Mahomes missed. And Alex Smith, the season before Mahomes started, was the leading candidate for MVP through the midway point of the season the, the previous year. So I mean, I think when you look at it, it's a He's playing with a stacked deck of cards, but I mean, at the end of the day, he, it's good for him that he's taking advantage of it because he's never gonna. He better get as many as he can now because he's never gonna have a better team than he's got right now. Yeah, but they're they're gonna be good. I mean, they were good last year. They're losing a lot of players this year, though. They're losing because yeah. they're losing Chris Jones in all likelihood, Sammy Watkins in all likelihood, um, but they'll still be really good. Right, so let's uh let's move on to some NBA. Damn, I was gonna say one more thing, okay. Jared. I just want to point out that that fumble by DeAndre Hopkins was in the fourth, third quarter. So on his three possessions, he did not get any points with no fumbles. Okay, oh, so he had okay. three points, I had three <laughs> possessions. All right, cool. Let's uh let's go into some uh, into our petty. Let's let's get into our petty bag. Um, there's a little uh, Twitter beef brewing between some NBA players. Um, Dylan Brooks, um, responded to basically Andre Iguodala, uh, saying that he didn't want to play with the Memphis Grizzlies and it was some kind of deal set up to where he didn't necessarily have to play. I guess you guys can probably clarify a little bit better than me, but basically, uh, Iggy said he didn't want to play with the Grizzlies. Uh, Dylan Brooks responded by saying he can't wait for Iggy to get traded so he can bust his ass on the floor, of course. Um, and then he said that in a tweet and then Steph goes on to put a meme up 
with Iggy holding the, the championship trophy uh, with three rings up, basically saying, hey, guys, shut up. And then John ja, ja Morant then jumps in. Um, it's just a lot. It's just it's just some petty Twitter beef. And these these guys are rookies. They need to they need to respect their elders. That's that's my standpoint. Um, let's start with Jared on this topic. What do you think about this? Uh, this John ja Morant, Steph Curry beef, Twitter beef. So I completely disagree. Here, here's my point, point on Steph Curry. Steph Curry is the low-key biggest asshole in the league. And people let him get away with it because he has this kind of pristine, oh, I'm a family guy with my, my wife on commercials all the time, and I'm the son of Del Curry, and la, 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 la. He's not really threatening. But if you think about Steph Curry, throughout his career, talks smack all the time, comes down the court shimmying after hitting threes. You know, all the, the entire thing that Steph does like it's built on this swagger, which I have no, I have no hatred for, but we give him a pass as if like this whole thing was was Steph Curry's making. This was not John Morant, Dylan uh, Brooks situation. This week, they, the Grizzlies had said nothing about Iggy all season. This week, the report comes out from Iggy's camp, which they know Iggy said that Iggy said I would rather not play this entire season. I'll sit this whole season out and play for this Memphis team. So. Dylan Brooks, but Jared, that's not what happened. He, they, the the report came out saying that he, he's not I'll, going to I'll report to play with to Memphis. Let me, let, me, would, let, let me walk through what the, the stats of what I've heard from every but source. I, 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 I'll, I'll definitely let you talk, but just don't misquote what Iggy said. There's no report saying that he said I would not. I just play sent with you the screenshot uh, of the exact quote where it said, "I would rather sit out the entire season than to play with this Memphis Grizzlies team." So there's not a single eye in that entire quote. It says sources said Iguodala would rather What's sit the out the entire season. So that's why I said initially, if you listen to my comment, I said Iggy through his representatives said he would rather sit out the season than to play with this Memphis team. They had said nothing about Iggy all season. Well, Iggy's camp comes out with this quote. They asked Dylan Brooks about it in an interview. Dylan Brooks said, well, obviously Iguodala is a great player. He's doing what's in the best interest of uh, of him for his career. But if a guy doesn't want to be on our team, I hope he gets traded soon so then we can play him and he can see what Memphis is all about. I have no problem with that comment. Only thing is that got, what he said specifically, specifically or did he use the same he language? He didn't say but he, he specifically said so he can see what Memphis is all about. John Morant retweeted the, the statement. John said nothing. Then Steph Curry puts a picture of Iguodala with a championship uh, trophy and a shush emoji, which this has nothing to do with stuff. And they said nothing. Did it have anything to do with Ja? Yes. Right. It did have to do with Ja because what, the, what, the, the Grizzlies, is just Ja Rant play for the Grizzlies. Jared, do you think the connection between Iguodala and Steph is more than Dylan and Ja Morant? Here's the difference, though. <laughs> Come on. It's not about the connection. You're, you're missing the whole point. It is. No, it's not. They asked Dylan Brooks about Iggy's statement. Brooks said Iggy's a great player. Iggy's doing what's in the best interest of his career. What did Ja say? Huh? What did Ja say? Ja retweeted Brooks' statement. He said With an emoji. Huh? With an emoji. The emoji had the talking emoji. Like, yeah, screaming emoji. So it is what it is. So he jumped in. He didn't jump in. He retweeted it. Steph jumps in. I don't know. Jump in. So here's the thing. If me me and Damon are beefing, right? Damon says something to me. I say something to Damon. Damon gets up in my face, pushes me. I push Damon. All right. 
Now, Jeremy comes in and tries to sucker punch me, and then like, oh, you can't swing at Jeremy. No, I'm gonna give yeah, you an example. That analogy is totally no, that, that no. Let me let me, let me let me tell, tell you exactly what this about. is. Let me let's tell you say, exactly. Let me finish real yeah, quick. Yeah. Let me tell you the because the, I have this in my head already. I don't want to forget it. So this is the analogy. If you look at when we were in high school, when bullying was actually bullying and not cyberbullying, because you talked about somebody on Instagram. Uh, I remember freshman year of high school, the dudes in high school, but they they had the whole tradition. What they would do is like for the freshmen, they would come in with these barber clippers, and they would, they had these like ones the battery pack, and they would walk behind freshmen and they buzz the back of their head, so you leave a big gap in the back of their head. Here, where was this? This is my was freshman year. There? You were a junior. That means I was a junior. You were. And Sean, so the, the, I don't remember this. This was going on. So Sean and those wouldn't do it to me and Jeremy because Damon was a junior. Damon was on the basketball team. Damon was cool with everybody. And for me, at that time, I was spitting bars at Freestyle Cyphers in the cafeteria. Nobody was really messing with, with right. Climax at the time. AKA at the time, I think my name was Suspense. Anyway. I, I, I'll say I'll say for me I had no at no point in time do I remember this or do, was I in fear of anybody? I wasn't in fear of this happening, but this was happening. Uh, so what happened though was well, here's the thing though. Let's let's keep names out of it. Yeah, yeah. We, we can keep <laughs> we can keep names out of Jared it. Jared over here dropping on everybody. I know. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, what ended up happening though was they would buzz cut you, but there are some dudes that would. would be mad about it. Some dudes be ready to swing. And at the end of the day, most of them weren't going to swing on Sean. Sean was huge. But at the end of the day, if you square up after that, like you got to see me. If I'm like, look, you buzz me, but I ain't like, I'm, I'm, I may be in the ninth sure. grade, but I think I'll knock you out. Like it is what it is. Then you got to square up. Look, Iggy and Jared, Jared, that's not, that's not true. That's basically like, this is, this is a good analogy. Let's say you got, when you play for Clemson, Let's say you guys won two ACC championships. We did. No, you transfer and you you refuse to play at A&T. And then Vetus, which is a guy who played on our, our tennis team, Vetus says, you know what? I don't care if Jared plays. He'll have to he'll have to see us later on in the season. And then Quincy retweets it. And then you so you would think it would be wrong for Demisa or Jermaine to jump in and be like, yo, look at these ACC rings. No, no. Here's the thing. Hey, no, no, no. But such an analogy. Like you, 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 you played a soccer. You played a soccer state. You played a soccer state, and you wanted me. David, just ask the question. Let me answer it. I have no problem with with Demise and Jermaine jumping in, but here's the here's the question. If Quincy or Vitas thinks they can bust my ass, what's the like? I have no problem with them making that statement either. But like Jared, at the end of the day, Ja Morant thinks you I haven't can bust Steph's ass. Ja has Jared. not even been in Jared. every arena. He needs to shut up. No, he and doesn't. Earn your strike. No, he, he doesn't. Like, Steph has been. Jared, Jared. Yeah, I know you like. I know you like Ja. I know you like Ja. I like Ja, ja too. Right. I'm going to watch him play. Ja, ja right now is not top thirty player in the league, so you can't talk to Steph Curry. Ja Morant. Ja Morant right now is a better player than Steph Curry has been this year. Yes, because yeah. Steph is out. Well, even Steph when Steph played. was playing, they were no, losing no, every ja, game ja, by Ja's not a top 30 yeah, player. Let's not, let's not compare Steph and Ja. I think Ja's not better. Ja. Ja. Boy, you crazy. Here's the thing, Jerry. Ja's not a top 10 point guard in the league right now. No, Ja right, Morant's a top Jared, 5 point guard. Jerry, finish your statement. Let me make my statement. As I've said for years. You've had 10 minutes of statements. No, David said let me finish the statement because he cut me off in mind. So, if you look at Steph Curry, Steph Curry has been bailed out the last – decade by having an elite perimeter defender 
to guard every good point guard he gets to go against. So this year, Clay Thompson wasn't there. If you looked at it, Clay wasn't there, and Steph had to guard people because D'Angelo Russell was also a poor defender. And what happened when Steph was guarding people? Dudes was giving him 50. Like it was like Jared, nobody's nobody's arguing Jared. that people are gonna drop buckets on Steph. Like Jared, he's Jared, an average it, defender. But Steph's may, maybe you forgot average 35. What's sure, job I mean, doing I mean, Jared, you had like Steph wasn't playing back with uh with Monte Ellis who go guarding by either. Like but Steph, Jared, they, Steph they, they were way really over the clutch. That's Jared, they were. They no, they were not like, either. Jared, but they didn't like, make I'm, the playoffs until Clay got there. I'm not gonna go to the stream. I like Ja a lot. I just think Ja needs to just to relax a little bit and calm down. You're talking to you're talking to three time. You're talking to Steph Curry. Steph Curry's gonna go down as a top ten basketball player of all time. Like Steph Curry. Steph Curry is not a top twenty basketball player of all time. Right now, Steph Curry. Steph Curry's not going over over D Wade in my book. Steph Curry. He's played with less All Stars than LeBron has and has the same amount of rings. Facts. Jeremy, you can say less all-stars, but he's played with his three rings came with a combined 20 all-star appearances. Jared, is Draymond an all-star on any other team? Yes. No, no he's not. No, he's Jeremy, not. that team is good. all-star this year? No, but no, neither was anybody else on that roster. Here, here's what I'm telling you. Both, That's all, the whole point. All of them have missed time. Draymond played the whole season by himself. No, he hasn't. Here's the point. This is how good that, that Warriors team was that won the title the first time. David Lee wasn't starting. He was coming off the bench. David Lee was an all-star Who's in David the Lee? West. David Lee was an all-star in the West in 2013 on the Warriors when Steph wasn't. Two years before they won a title. David West was starting the next few years on those, those Warriors teams. I was off the bench. He was a, a multiple-time all-star who wasn't starting coming out of the bench. Those teams were stacked. So let's not even compare. Like, Steph Curry's not better than D-Wade career-wise. Like, he's not. Jared, David West was not on that team the first year they won the title. Jared, Jared David, West didn't, David West didn't get on that team until uh, Durant got there. Right. I said his two, his, his two titles. So he wasn't on the first. I said it's three title seasons. I said he had David Lee the first one, and then the last two he had David West off the bench, who who were guys that were all star yeah, players like who just came off the bench. So let's not act like oh yeah, well these all star appearances. These dudes okay, had all stars okay, so, on the bench. So I mean, so hell, hell, y'all had so so LeBron had Darren Williams, who's a, who was a Olympic gold medalist. But Darren Williams, yeah, wasn't, I mean, at that point, I Darren Williams. Right, let's wasn't let's even bring it back in, fellas. Jared, you fin- you finish with your point. I'm finished with my point. I think if Steph Curry jumps in, you jump into a fight. If you're a senior, you jump to a fight with freshmen, and you get your ass bust. Like it is what it is. Like you can't be like, oh, you yeah, can't. Nobody got their, nobody's getting here's, their ass bust. Here's the bust. thing, though. If Steph jumps in, it's a fact of respect. If, if Steph, if Steph is a senior, jumps in a fight with freshmen, and the freshmen are like, all right, I, I square up then. Like, look, you can't Jared, jump in the fight. Jared, you can't jump is. in the fight and then say you can't swing on me. I'm a senior. It's, no, that's not what happened. That's not what happened. Jared, this is this is. I'm not even, like this is. I'm not even gonna say Conor McGregor because he's more proven. This would be like somebody in Conor McGregor weight class talking shit to John to Bones Jones. Like you're, you're not even in this class right now, bro. Like if we, you really see, I, don't, me, I, I disagree with that. It's gonna be John ugly. Durant right now is a better player than Steph Curry. Boy, Jared, at this point, Jared, because they at, both at this play point defense. John Moran is not John a better Moran basketball plays player. Defense, Steph Jared, doesn't. And Jared, he doesn't. Jared, at this point in time, John Moran is not a better play, basketball player than, than De'Aaron Fox. He's not. I think that's that's laughable, but. You know, and here's Jared, the thing. They played, they played the, the, twice. The, this, he got busted the, twice. Jared, he, 
Yeah, he played James Harden twice and busted James Harden twice. So is he better than James Harden? Jared, first off, he doesn't even guard James Harden. Yes, he does. The play you're talking about, Jared, when when you're talking about him going against James Harden, they're literally trapping the ball out of James Harden's hand, and James Harden dared his dude to shoot. No, Jeremy. There's there's levels. He turned James Harden a 360 on a crossover. He he hit him with with what twenty five. James Harden to play defense. Jeremy, you just told me James Harden's a good defender now. So at the end of the day, what I will tell you is this: this isn't football. If a quarterback talks smack to another quarterback, you know what? They never have to see that quarterback because they don't play defense. But you know what? Steph Curry's I'll give you a good, I'll give you a good comparison. Steph Curry's coming back next. I'll month. give you a good comparison. If Steph Curry comes back next month, he gets the chance to see Ja, and then we'll see if he buy that action. Uh, oh, Jared. This this is I'll tell you what this is, I'll compare this to. I would compare this to if Julian Edelman got traded to the Browns. And the Browns told Julian Edelman, you might as well not come down here because we're gonna trade you before the season or very early on in the season. And he doesn't show up. And it's near the trade deadline, and Julian Edelman's uh agent says, Well, if they don't trade him, he's not showing up. And uh Baker Mayfield comes out and says, Well, if he doesn't show up, I hope he gets traded so we uh, so we can show him what, what Cleveland's really about. And Tom Brady makes a comment. In the, the day, like you're just a rookie. Like that's what he is. Like he's a rookie. At the end of the day, he's not even the best rookie because Doggone Zion's better than him. So Jerry, at the end Zion's of the day, not that good. Jerry, Jerry, Zion, Jerry, you realize Zion is Giannis just shut him down yesterday. Giannis, Giannis, you talking about the league MVP? Jimmy, he just I, I but, Drew Jimmy, how many, how shut down, shut have? down job. I saw I saw Marcus. He had twenty points. I saw Marcus oh, Smart holding shots? Your boy to two shots? On eighteen shots. That's terrible. Because he what was he five. It's the worst. It's the worst game of his career. Well, let me ask you a question: Is it worse to go uh, to have eighteen shots for twenty points, or to be held by Marcus Smart in single coverage to five shots for two points? Jeremy, you told me. I think it's worse to have eighteen shots to get twenty points. If I have five shots, I can say, "Look, I'm trying to get my team involved. We got blown out. I only played in that game, which he did twenty three minutes or so. I took five shots. It is two points in twenty three minutes. That sounds great. Yeah. But, um, but and you're talking about you're talking about Giannis shots, was one of the best defensive players in the league. Yeah. Like, okay. So, what do you say about when your boy went again against De'Aaron Fox and had thirteen points on eighteen shots? I think that's a terrible game. But I don't think De'Aaron Fox okay. had their luck. Jared, De'Aaron Fox had five steals on one game and had three steals on another game. Jim, he had five steals on picking John Moran, or he had five steals? Yes, because oh, man, John Moran had 12 turnovers in the two games. Yeah, he was still he was stealing for John Moran. So all the steals came on John Moran. <laughs> I don't know. He had 12 turnovers. What do you well, like if you have, if I have eight That's steals and the guy that plays my position? The average four is is pretty normal. Jared. If I have eight steals in two games and the guy I'm going against had 12 turnovers, I'm just going to assume the vast majority of them came against him. That's, I, I mean, that's, that's a crazy I, assumption. I, apparently, but went, I'm, if you I'm say gonna, that, De'Aaron Fox has more talent around him than Memphis does. And Memphis no, is, is busting Dallas right now. Yeah, no, they're no, Jeremy, they, yeah, they got, uh, Luca's not playing. He keeps getting these kind of these uh, random games where the people aren't playing on the team. But um, they, they, they have but, Jeremy, the Kings have Buddy Hill, who's really good. They have Harrison Barnes, who's really good. They uh, they, they got Harrison Barnes. They know really good. Harrison Barnes called Harrison Barnes called the uh, the Warriors championship. No, Harrison Barnes, they know really good. Um, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he gets a chance to go versus John. 
He gets the I mean, chance that's... to go versus Ja. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, if, he, if, he got, if he if he if he got if he got a problem, he got LeBronophobia. At the end of the day, Federer gets a chance to go against Taylor Fitz. Oh my god! Here's the thing. Jeremy, let, let's put this in context. And Jeremy, you need to correct me if I'm you wrong. Just, yeah, let's put it in context. You just said. No, no, let's put this in, let's put this in context. Go Jeremy, you said earlier that this offseason, during the summer, when, when Brandon Ingram got traded, there was an Instagram video that came out where it looked like Brandon Ingram was talking smack about LeBron, correct? Yeah. And you applauded it, correct? I did. Is Brandon but Ingram even on the me. galaxy of LeBron? Yes, at this point, yes. No, he is and not. Secondly, Jeremy. Yeah, yes, he averages more points than LeBron. Oh my God! Moving right along, guys. Wait, 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 wait. I still, I still haven't even had my time. I haven't still haven't had my, ahead, my, my time to talk yet. So, so, so about that, and I'm glad you brought that up. Brandon Ingram's good as LeBron. I didn't say he's as good as LeBron. I say he's in the galaxy, of LeBron. No, and he's not. That, he is. He's not he the is. same. Anything as LeBron. Brandon Ingram. He's not the same LeBron. Does he not take less shots and average more points? What is he, I'm sorry. What has he done? Uh, he's an all-star this year. I don't give a... <laughs> he's, he's on pace to be the second person in NBA history, along with Kevin Durant. To, to yeah, along with Kevin Durant. At the same time, so, it could be some weird stat. What is the stat? No, it's, the, it's the, uh, the only people to average over 25 points a game, seven rebounds, and four assists under age of 23. Seven and four. That's a hell of a combination. But, go ahead, um, get but, 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 but my point, my point about LeBron. Brandon Ingram, what? What's LeBron average? 25.2. What's he average? 25.1. Okay. Um. Anyway. <laughs> no, he's still losing. He can't even average <laughs> more points than him before, ha- before his best season before All-Star break. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll also both be the, talking some crazy talk. But go going to also throw out the fact that LeBron is, you know, leading the league in shots, but uh, in the fourth quarter. Anyway, but like I, like I was saying, at the end of the day, this is what I will um, what I will say about the LeBron comments since you brought that one up. Did Job play on a team with Steph and Steph lobby to get him traded and talk about how they needed help and pretty much try to bring in another player and then eventually when he then he ended up getting traded because LeBron always needs more help. With, uh, if that was a situation, hey, Ja's got his right to say whatever he wants to. In this situation, this is Ja Morant stepping in something that has absolutely nothing to do with him. This is Ja Morant stepping in grown folks' business when he's not an adult yet. And at the end of the day, when he plays against Steph, Steph's going to give him buckets. Next year, like we're talking about Ja, like Ja's about to be a Hall of Famer. I'm not sure exactly when Ja's going to make an all-star team because this year he didn't make it, and there's other people who were going who to make it over him. And then next year, you got Steph coming back. And you've got Clay coming back. And you've got a lot of guards that are going to be in that mix. So I like Ja a lot. Jeremy, I don't even know if Steph Curry is an all-star game moving forward. Steph Curry's 31 Jer- next year. Jer- Jer- Steph, like at, the, Jer- at the end of the day, I don't – You're the, not sure Steph Curry makes the all-star team moving forward? No. Because it, Jer- it, is, that a, is that a legitimate – First off, Clay Thompson, how good is Clay going to be off an ACL? We don't know. Steph Curry, he's, he's, a, great, he's a great shooter. How good are they going to be? And how and and he's thirty one. Like I, I don't know how stuff's gonna gonna react to having his his wrist yeah. broken. You, you don't know how Steph's gonna react. He's to just having fine. His he's wrist been broken. hitting threes from the. He's been making <laughs> shots from the from the half court line for the last two nights. He's fine. Here, Steph's Steph sitting around playing golf all day, bro. This, this dude's not worried about his injury. Jerry, I guarantee um, you, dude, broken day, wrist. That's not golf. playing golf. <laughs> I guarantee it. That's not. I tell golf. you, the guy with the broken Jerry, wrist Jerry, is not playing golf. 
No. First of, first of all, he had a broken hand. It wasn't a wrist. Um, yeah, that's even worse. He broke it in October. Jeremy. Jeremy, if he's good enough to play golf, Jeff he's good enough rehabbing. to play basketball. Yeah, Jeremy, he's rehab, but he's definitely not playing golf. Okay, so uh, basically all, all I'm saying is this. Like, it's really a lot about nothing. I don't think any of the guys are really taking it that serious. But if I was Ja, or if I was giving Ja advice, I would tell him, just pump the brakes, bro. Like, I mean, I know you're getting a lot of hype right now. I don't think he's getting a hype right now. This is, this is a humbling leap. No, I think he's getting too much I think he should have made like said, Dear Fox, First of all, Jared. Brandon Ingram averages like... You're fighting words. Like eight more points and like... Five more still of rebounds and like two less assists. Like, what are you talking about? But Jeremy, that's because he's taking so many Made shots. John Morant is shooting a higher percentage than, than Brandon Ingram. His team has a better record than Brandon Ingram. His PR well, is higher than Brandon that's Ingram. His PR is not higher than Brandon Ingram. Uh-oh. Um, secondly, you might be making a point. It, no, no, it's not. And then also, you look at it from this perspective. Brandon Ingram has played with a team who like literally had the most injuries of any team in the league this year. They played eleven teams with oh, eleven more teams with over five hundred than Memphis has. They've also um, busted Memphis the last two times they played. Brandon Ingram gets doubled every game they play, and nobody doubles John Moran at all. So at the end of the day, there's a lot of different factors to go John into. Morant, I saw John Moran. I saw Jared, I saw John Morant play against the, the Kings, and John Morant had thirteen points, was four nineteen shooting. Was minus nineteen on the floor and they still won the game. John Moran is not winning by himself. Jeremy, I watched Jalil Okafor on a game that Brandon Ingram didn't play, have twenty five and twelve, and they won. That doesn't mean it's sustainable. Yeah, yeah, that was against the Pistons. Right, and, and that was against the Kings. That, that's hey, what's the your point? point. That doesn't mean it's sustainable. All right, All right guys, let's okay. keep moving. I'll, I'll, last thing I'll say: um, okay. last year, De'Aaron Fox. 17 points per game, seven assists, four rebounds on 46% shooting, 37% from three. At this point in time, they were 26 and 25. John Morant, 17 points, same amount of points, same rebound, same assist, seven, one less rebound, 48% shooting, so 2% better from field goal, and 2% higher on three-point percentage. And they got the exact same record. So basically, he's doing what De'Aaron Fox did last year. Let's not pretend like this dude is inventing Cole. Jeremy, let's not forget that Steph Curry's rookie season. Tyreek Evans, a younger player, won rookie of the year. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that tells you how much rookie of the year means. (laughs) Exactly. So just because last year De'Aaron Fox put up those numbers doesn't mean he's John Morant. All right, I think we might have talked the most or the longest on that John Morant, Steph Curry, and all the episodes, (laughs) all of our topics. So (laughs) let's keep it moving. Um, we've already been seeing some uh, NBA trade, some trade deals going down already. Um, what teams do you guys think uh, that are contending needs, need to make the best move? Uh, let's start with you this time, Jerry. Um, out of all the teams that I think need to make a move, I would say the Lakers need to make the biggest move. Um, mainly because they need a closer. They need someone who can close some games out, and they need somebody who can offset what the Clippers can do from a from a guard standpoint. I think – um, they don't have anybody who can guard Kawhi, um, and I think LeBron can do a pretty good job against Paul George, but pretty much Kawhi kills the maritime that play. So I think they need to make some moves. They haven't been very good against good teams this year so far against the top four teams in the East and the West. Um, they are five and six, um, and so I think they've got to make some moves because they've been very, very dominant against the worst teams in the NBA. 
Um, it, all the teams against, that are under 500, they have all, they only have one loss. Um, I th- want to say they're 23 and one, but if you look at their games against teams with a winning record, it's not nearly as good. Uh, and if you take out the games against Utah, who they for some reason just own, um, I think they're below 500. So, um, oh, no, no, it's not just Utah. It's Utah and Oklahoma City. Um, but yeah, overall, I think they need to make the most moves because as pretty much everybody is saying. This year is a total failure if they don't win a title. Um, and not only do they have that now, they got the pressure of Kobe and, you know, trying to live up to Kobe. So um, I think they're the team that needs to make a trade. I wouldn't trade Kuzma um, because I think Kuzma um, is going to have some value in the future for them. I think they need to keep some pieces uh, for the future or else they're going to end up in Cleveland land uh, in about two or three years. But, um, yeah, I think they need to make a move and go get somebody who can, who can, who can help the team out. So – I think the nonsense is uh, the Lakers need a closer. Come on. Let's be realistic. LeBron may not be able to close at the free throw line. We can agree with that. Last time we saw LeBron in the playoffs, LeBron was hitting game winners consistently and was closing all the games out. Um, at the end of I mean, the they day. Were, they were, that, was in, that was in the East against, you know. It doesn't matter who it's against. At the end of a game, you need a basket. They're NBA players. You get your shot off. Like, it is what it is. Okay. I mean, is it, eh, I mean, the best player you win against in the playoffs was was Jason Tatum. I mean, one one of the shots was a step back three pointer from 27 feet over Thaddeus Young. Is there a person in the West who's going to have a better defense than having him shoot a 27 foot step back three pointer over Thaddeus Young? No, it's it's a closing. No, there's not. But there there are other teams that are not going to be down 20 points, and and you let them come back, and you are able to close that game out. It depends. I've seen the West do that a ton. So. In reality, the the closing thing is laughable. Do I think the Lakers need to get a piece? Yeah, I think the piece probably needs to be Darren Collison. They need another ball handler who can actually hit a three pointer and can, when LeBron's off the court, can can facilitate the offense. Because um, Rondo, I, I haven't been a real fan of Rondo recently. Um, it just hasn't been. I mean, I do know playoff Rondo is real. Like play Rondo when he gets to the playoffs, he he is a different animal. So. But I think getting a Darren Collison, some somebody along those lines, uh, would be good. I do not like that. There's talk of oh yeah, just trade Kuzma and get uh, Derrick Rose. Like n- no, just sign Darren Collison um, and, and make that happen. Um, I, I think the Clippers. I'm not really concerned about the Clippers. Um, I, I do think they're they're a tough matchup for the Lakers. The Lakers do have to play well. They have to shoot the ball well to, to beat them. But both of the games were close games. The club coming down to the end, where the Lakers first game shouldn't have been close because. It basically boiled down to Danny Green got super hot, but it was tied going to the fourth quarter. Second game, same way. I, I thought the uh, the Lakers didn't close, and, and the Clippers, Lou Williams got super hot. I just don't expect that to be a, a oh so a so they maybe a needed a closer. Oh okay. Uh, so um. guys close every game because I I remember I remember specifically me betting a guy on this podcast because he said the Brooklyn Nets. We're going to beat the Miami Heat because they swept them in the regular season and they closed all these closed games out versus the Heat. And that just showed the, how the mental toughness of Paul Pierce and KG and Joe Johnson and Darren Williams. And they got to the playoffs and the Heat swept them. I think these regular season matchups are, are meaningless in, except in the fact of is there a glaring mismatch? If there's no glaring mismatch with the game. It tells how often I'm, 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 I'm wrong when you have to pull up a, a stat from before I had kids, which was like seven years ago. And no, no, I'm just pulling up a specific. There, I could go to, through 15 <laughs> mismatches where the, the Lakers lose the regular season match, or not Lakers, where LeBron <laughs> loses the regular season matchup and wins. I think when you look yeah, at Yeah, but that's not at like you guys don't pull from game from 15 years ago. 
Absolutely. There's absolutely <laughs> nothing to do with the kids or Yeah, I mean I think, I think I, I, the reason I knew like, that was before yeah. kids. Uh, yeah, I bet the, you the, for the during no, no, game the, and, and, the, the reason and, I knew that was before I had kids is because I, I remember 95. watching the playoff I, I remember watching the playoff games in, in Phoenix when Shannon was pregnant with, with Sydney. So I, I remember watching that. Um Yeah, we watched them in Vegas I, I knew the first game kids. and then you went to Phoenix afterwards. Um But with that being said, like I I, I think Lakers could get a guard. I think the team that really, like, if you're looking at somebody that needs to get a trade, Mavs really need to get a big. Um, I mean, they, they had um, Powell, who tours Achilles. Um, Cleaver's kind of filling in, and, and Doncic has missed some time. They need to make sure that, that, that Porzingis is not being forced to play the center position or to play a lot of minutes as the primary big. Um, so I mean, it would have been good if they could have gotten Capella or somebody like that. Um, I recommend them try to go after, a, I don't know, any cancer. I'm, I'm not sure the, the Celtics would trade it, but you know, get a guy that could kind of fill in and, and, and make something happen. Maybe you can get a DeAndre Jordan from the Nets, although um, they just had him on the team last year and let him go. So right, it is what it is. I, I would there, are teams, think, there are teams like that who could who could use um, some help. Like I wouldn't disagree with that. But if I'm a young team and I'm not a veteran team and I have young talent, I'm not trade, making a trade to win now when you're really not a contender to win now. Like, like the Mavs aren't winning now. They're not winning the title this year. So, like, why make a trade? And to me, that that's just – I mean, you're going to have to probably give up assets that you you could use in the future. Like, I wouldn't even worry about it. I, here's the thing, though. I'm not saying you give up a ton of assets, but if you can get Clint Capella and give up a first-rounder, you're probably not getting a Clint Capella in the draft. Like, if you think about it, but then you, the, the you Mavs are – $20 million in Clint Capella. Here, here's the thing, though. If you're, if you're the Mavs, one, you got Luca Luca on a rookie deal for the next three years, four years, whatever it is. And you know, if Luca's on a rookie deal and you got, you know, you're so good that you're probably gonna be picking in the twenties. A first that's why we said about the Lakers. It was like, oh, look at all these first rounders they gave up. Well, if the Lakers are who we think they are, which worst case scenario, they're making conference finals, conference semis somewhere around there, worst case scenario. So that means you're, you're you're giving up the 25th pick, 28th pick, 29th pick, 30th pick in the draft. Like, who's – unless you got Jerry West on your team who's randomly just picking up dudes out of nowhere or the the Warriors where they picked up Draymond second round and other guys. Like, you're not usually – I mean, there was a team that won a title last year without a, without a pick inside of the top 13. Yeah, but that's – that's an anomaly. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you, you can have a team where they get Kawhi Leonard, who's a first battle Hall of Famer, who's not a, a, a first round. You get Marc Gasol, who's a perennial all-star, who wasn't a first rounder. Kyle Lowry, perennial all-star, not a first rounder. Um, what's my guy Pascal right now? Siakam. Pa- Pascal Siakam, who's an all-star, who's not a first Like, if the, the oddity of that is, is more of, of a point than the actual you can build a team with second round picks or late first round picks. Yeah, I don't think you can build the the starters, but you can definitely get especially late first rounders. You can definitely build your depth. You can, but I don't think you can get a better player. a player better than Clint Capella. That's that's my thought. Yeah. So what what what, I, what if I ask you this? Let's say instead of getting Clint Capella next year in the offseason, you could get uh, Bogdan Bogdan uh, Bogdanovich. Um, would you rather have him? or Would you rather have Clint Capella? Like this, it's that those are the decisions you have to make. Like, or am I am I risking my ability to get um, even like a DeRozan over over Clint Capella, who I think has more value um, in today's NBA. So I don't I don't know what the value Clint Capella really brings. I don't think he's... The thing I will tell you is this though: I 
that I get your logic there. I think my problem I have with that is you can always find ways to trade players to get assets. I think that's that's what people don't don't do enough of. Uh, I remember, I mean, OKC literally they were like, "All right, we can't keep KD. Let's trade. Uh, let's trade uh, Abaka and get Oladipo from Orlando." All right, let's turn Oladipo into Paul George. All right, let's turn Paul George into Shea Gilgris Alexander. And like, like they figured out ways to keep consistently turn players into other things. So I think you could you could trade and get a Clint Capella in the offseason, trade Clint Capella and get a couple first rounders and you know, or a first or maybe get a first rounder for Clint Capella in the offseason and then still sign a Bodon. Or like I think you shouldn't allow that to affect how you played this year. You know what I mean? Yeah, but do you? I I don't I don't know how many how many teams are really going for Clint Capella. I guess that's my thought. Like I I I like Clint Capella. I wouldn't pay Clint Capella twenty uh twenty million dollars. I mean, to me, Clint Capella is a great defensive player who could catch alley oops. But I mean, he's basically a newer version of Tyson Chandler. Um, so I I mean, I wouldn't pay. I think in today's NBA, I wouldn't give up. I wouldn't pay twenty million dollars to Clint Capella. And I thought yeah, the Rockets but, overpaid but, him just to keep him. You gotta got like a team like the Hawks or teams that need to find cap space. I think you could you could find a way to get around. The, the the funny the funny thing about it is is uh my boy Brantley we had a, we're at Kyle's uh, house for a Super Bowl party and they, we're talking about Clint Capella uh, possibly getting traded and Brantley goes the only team stupid enough to trade for him will be the Hawks um and then they have <laughs> yeah I mean that, uh, that's the team on the podcast I told you I said guys you cannot trade Luka Doncic. I've said that a million times on the podcast again, but hey, it's what it is. Yeah, you did. Uh, but yeah, you guys got any parting words for the folks before we get up out of here? No, man. I, yeah, I, I I'll mean, throw one thing. Right. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say. Uh, I was gonna say. You go. Jinx. You go. No, you go. I was gonna say. <laughs> My turn. At the same time. My turn. Um, but no, let's say it at the same time. Jinx, you owe me a seven up. <laughs> I, I think that's that's old school. Anyway, um, watch the XFL this weekend, guys. Houston Roughnecks are my team. Um, I think they have Cardell Jones on the, on the roster. Let's, let's get it, baby. Let's win a title for Houston. And then maybe we can get their coach and trade him for Bill O'Brien, who somehow got named the GM of the Texans. Him and Steve Sarkeesian, they have pictures on somebody. I don't know. They Either that or they're in the mob. I have no idea how they keep failing up. But it's Jared, you keep saying he's failing up, but he I mean, he's won the, the, the division. What for the last five years? Jerry, I mean, <laughs> caught a fake punt and then say he didn't have a play for fourth and three inches. Yeah, I, I don't like him. I don't. I don't think he's a great coach. But I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna say he's failing up. He won the division four out of the last five years. Um, but overall, I will say this about your Luca Doncic comment. I'm sure they regret it. But if your bad side is, hey, I got this guy in the second year who's averaging 29 and nine assists and five rebounds. Yeah, you're not doing too bad. For you're yourself. not doing too bad. I agree. <laughs> It'd be, it'd be one thing if it was like a Markel Fultz ended up being in that situation, but uh, yeah. Even though Markel's part right. numbers. All right, fellas, that's all we got, man. Because I know it's about 1045 and it's time to get into bed. So, as always, we'd like to thank you guys for tuning in to us for another episode. Like, follow, share us, Amibros underscore podcast on Instagram. Um, and that'll be it. We'll see you guys next week. We out.